Amen, and good morning to you today. Man, I hope you've had a great day already in the house of the Lord, that you've come today to, to worship our risen Lord and Savior. It is a beautiful day, the day that the Lord hath made. Amen? Amen. And praise God uh, for that. As far as announcements this morning, uh, tonight will be a, a family night at home, so I hope you will enjoy your time together with your family and uh, just celebrating uh, and enjoying each other, something that we sometimes don't do. So take time to do that today. If you're a visitor with us today, we are glad that you're here. Uh, whether you're in person or online, uh, we're glad that you're here. If you are vi a visitor with us, if you would, text the word WELCOME to 704-459-5575. And that's running across your screen as well at the bottom. But we're glad that you're here. As we come to our time of worship and continue on in our worship this morning, let me uh, share a word from the psalm with you. The psalmist writes in Psalm 37, verses four, 39 and 40, The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we do come to you this morning. Lord, we come to worship you, to praise you, Lord, just to lift you up and exalt your holy name today, God, because you are worthy. You are worthy of our praise and worship. Father, as we open up our hearts now, God, we just ask that you would, that you would just pour the Holy Spirit in. Lord, that you would speak to us, God, that we would hear your message, hear your word for us today. God, we might take that word our lives be changed for your kingdom purposes. Hear our hearts and hear our prayers. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen, indeed. Who have you told lately about your Jesus? Hmm? What about you? Who have you told about your Jesus? Song says, There ain't no sinner he can't save. Amen. Amen. And, and praise God for that. Is your burden heavy today? He is, he is a strong God, and, and his grace is free. Won't you let Jesus change your life today? You see, Jesus gives us not only hope for tomorrow, but hope for eternity. And that's why we trust in Him. Amen. We trust in His Word. Uh, today we, we're going to be in Nahum. So go to Matthew and start backing up. Okay? That's probably the best way to tell you to find it. Uh, back up four or five uh, books in the Bible there and you'll You'll find Nahum. It's a little uh, small book. Our series today leads us into Nahum. We've just kind of, uh, the series 316 has taken us through a number of, of uh, books of the Bible. Again, we, we, we land here in Nahum today. And, and it's, again, it's a short book that doesn't get much attention. Um, you don't hear many sermons on it. Uh, may not have read it too often. But it's basically a sequel uh, to the book of Jonah. The book is named after the, uh, the title Nahum, uh, who pronounced God's judgment against, against Nineveh, the, the capital <coughs> of, the, uh, of the Assyrian Empire. And the name Nahum means comfort. It's also a shortened version of the word, uh, the name Nehemiah. <clears throat> and over a century before, uh, Jonah had, had been preaching to the city of Nineveh uh, for them to repent of their ways, and, and they did repent, but now they had returned to idolatry, they had returned to their old ways, um, they had returned to, to violence and, and arrogance, and <clears throat> it had become a, a wicked, violent nation once again. And while Assyria was a, a, at the height of its power, uh, she fell hard to the, to the Babylonians under God's judgment. And, and because of this uh, prophetic voice of Nahum, it brought comfort to Judah and to all those who feared the Assyrians uh, because they were indeed a force to be reckoned with. Evil, evil people, an evil, an evil nation. When we think about the, some of the similarities between Nineveh and the United States, or, or even Assyria and, and the United States. But Nineveh was called the city of blood. Murder was commonplace, just like it is today. I was looking uh, yesterday, and, and, and last week in Chicago, which is, murder is rampant there, there was 56 people shot last weekend, and six people killed. And, and, and you know, that used to be something that, that you saw on the New York Times or the Washington Post or the L.A. Times or something like that. But I'll venture to say that if you picked up the Shelby Star, there was a headline with murder on it. That it's right here in our little neck of the woods, in, in this part of the world. Not only that, we saw uh, the, there was desecration of life. They, they killed babies on the street corner. 
today we are destroying preborn babies. Amen. Planned Parenthood is, is, is the kingpin of all the abortions and, and just killing kids. They're mistreating of, of the elderly going on, the mistreating of, of handicapped. And so there's a lot of similarities going on both, both now and then. Greed was, was, it was their God. Greed is our God today as a culture. We have, we have lost our way from God and, and it's all about materialism. Um, and along with that goes rampant corruption. And, and we see that in every aspect of our world today. There was continuous evil. It says there's no victimless society. Whenever there's evil, there's a victim. Every society pays for pays the price of evil and, and, and greed. There, there are a lot of indirect costs. You can shop, think about this, you can shoplift in California up to $900 worth of goods and not be charged. I mean, you take dra- trash bags full of stuff and stuff it in there and haul it over your back like Santa Claus going out. $900 and they won't even blink an eye at you. California and, and New York, they're... Uh, you know, there's, there's no, no arrest being made. They're just neglecting the law. And because of that, um, there's increased insurance cost and uh, prices of good are, are skyrocketing and, and insurance cost. All of that plays into, factors into what the, just the evil and the wickedness in our world. The same was going on back in the day of Nineveh. Well, just as Nineveh, uh, uh, Nahum had, had warned the enemies of God in, in Nineveh to repent and to, and to face their, their destruction, he's warning us today. You see, if, if we are God's enemies, we're not protected from, from what we deserve in the punishment from our disobedience for God. And so Nahum's message was, was, was not a welcome message for Nineveh by any means, but it, but it meant comfort and protection for God's people because the, the, the Assyrian Empire was going to be taken down and that was peace to God's people. Let's look at Nahum chapter 3, if you will. Turn your Bibles to that where we see God's anger brings punishment and protection and and God called Nahum to pronounce God's judgment on, on, on Assyria and to comfort Judah with the truth, the truth of God's word. If we back up to Nahum chapter 1 verse 7, it says, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. You hear that? The Lord is good. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. He cares for you if you trust in Him. Nahum chapter 3. It says, Woe to the city of blood. The city of blood. Okay, it was a a murderous place. Death was rampant. Death was everywhere. Woe to the city of blood. Full of lies. Full of plunder. Never without victims. And so the the verse 1 there is setting the stage and 
and describing the atmosphere in Nineveh. How many of you would like to have lived in Nineveh in that time period? Not many, I wouldn't think. And in verse 2, it says, the, the crack of whips, the clatter of wheels, galloping horses, and jolting chariots. And so the, the, the people of Nineveh were hearing this from afar. They, they heard the chariots coming. They heard the people coming. They heard judgment coming. In verse 3 it says, Charging cavalry, flashing swords, and glittering spears. Listen, many casualties, piles of dead, bodies without number, people stumbled over the corpse. What a horrific place. They heard them come and then they, then they saw the cavalry charging the, the crowd and death was just piled up all around them. And that's the place that we're talking about right now. Let's continue in, in, in verse 4. It says, All because of the wanton lust of prostitutes alluring the mistress of sorceries who enslaved nations by her prostitution and the peoples by her witchcraft. I am against you, declares the Lord Almighty. I will lift your skirt over your face. I will show the nations your nakedness and your kingdoms your shame. I will pelt you with filth. I will treat you with contempt and make you a spectacle. All who see you will flee from you and say, Nineveh is in ruins. Who will mourn for her? Where can I find anyone to comfort you? And so the image goes from the Lord defeating Assyria to the Lord humiliating them. Amen. He called the worshiping of other gods prostitution. And the Lord says, I am against you. You are my enemies. That's right. I love what he says. Think of the visual here. He says, I will lift your skirt over your head. Think about that. He was wanting to humiliate the country for the way they were, for being an enemy of God, to expose her private parts, her nakedness, her shame to the world. He made a spectacle out of her. Yet no one would mourn their downfall. Everybody... Nobody's going to mourn the loss of a bully, are they? That's what happened right, right here. The Lord Himself, it says, can't find anybody to mourn. Wow. This was, this was the humiliation of the, of the mightiest empire in the ancient world. We would say today, the bigger, the, 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 the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Sounds familiar with maybe what's been going on in our country the last couple of weeks, wouldn't it? And even though Assyria's downfall was, was God's doing, so was their disgrace. He not only made them fall, but He humiliated them. God said, I am against you. And can we ask today... Is God trying to get our attention? Is God trying to get our attention individually and as a nation? Amen. Amen. He asked him in, in verse 8, he says, Are you better than Thebes situated on the Nile with water around her? 
The river was her defense, the waters her wall. Cush and Egypt were her boundless strength. Put and Libya were among her allies. Yet she was taken captive and went into exile. Her infants were dashed to pieces at every street corner. Lots were cast for her nobles, and all her great men were put in chains. You too will become drunk. You will go into hiding and seek refuge from the enemy. Nahum was was comparing Nineveh to Thebes. Now Thebes was, was at one time that mighty empire. That, that one that couldn't be reckoned with. But they were conquered. The Assyrians conquered them. The, the Assyrians came in and, and plundered their goods and enslaved their people. And to say that just as they had conquered Thebes, they too were going to be conquered. They were using an illustration of what they had done to somebody else to say this is what's going to happen to you. And so in essence, your strength and your arrogance, you will all be helpless. You'll be defenseless and unable to, to protect yourself. And he's letting them know that this is, this is coming their way. And Nineveh, along with other cities and nations, think about this, throughout time have been destroyed by God. God orchestrates the rise and the fall of presidents, of kings, and of nations. Is is He trying to get our attention? You see, this should be a wake-up call. It should be a wake-up call for for all of us today, for, for no one, no enemy of God can stand against Almighty God Himself, no person or no nation will ever be able to stand against God. The enemies of God will be punished. We continue on in this passage and we see that that they they address Nineveh in verses 12 through 17 and then they switch it over to uh, addressing Assyria in verses 18 and 19. He says in verse 12, All your fortresses are like fig trees that are first ripe. And when they're shaken, the figs fall into the mouth of the eater. Look at your troops, they're weaklings. Look at your troops, they're weaklings. The gates of your land are wide open for enemies, for your enemies. Fire has consumed the bars of your gates. Again, Assyria's army is defenseless, powerless, and useless against the Lord. He says in verse 14, he says, draw water from the siege, strengthen your defenses, work the clay, tread the mortar, repair the brickwork. But there, So there's a great rush to, to refortify the city, but it's all a, a last ditch effort that will be done in vain. No fortification, no armies, nothing will be able to stand against the judgment of God. It says in verse 15, it says, There will be fire. There, there the fire will consume you. The sword will cut you down. They will devour you like a swarm of locusts. Multiply like grasshoppers. Multiply the locusts. You have increased the number of your merchants till they have more than they are more numerous than the stars in the sky. But like locusts, they strip the land and then fly away. 
Your guards are like locusts. Your officials like swarms of locusts that, that settle in the walls on a cold day. But when the sun appears, they fly away, and no one knows where. All this to say is, is that the, the, the destruction that comes, the judgment that comes, will be overwhelming and complete. It says fire will consume you, uh, consume you the sword will, will cut you down, the locusts will, will devour the fields, strip them bare, and even the king's guards will flee. There's going to be nothing left. In fact, I was reading that, that the city wasn't rediscovered until 1845. Complete destruction. And then we see the, the Lord addresses the, the, the king of Assyria in verses 18 and 19. Now, what is the purpose of a king? What is the purpose of a government? It should protect his people. Provide safety for, for, for the people. And we listen to these two verses, and again, sounds like a lot of what's going on in our country today. It says in verse 18, King of Assyria, your shepherds slumber, your nobles lie down to rest. Your people are scattered on the mountains with no one to gather them. Nothing can heal you. Your wounds are fatal. All who hear the news about you clap their hands at your fall. For who has not felt your endless cruelty? Again, the, the purpose of the king, the purpose of the government is to protect his people, to provide safety for them. And here the, <clears throat> the king left his people scattered and, and wandering across the mountains. He had abandoned them. He had stranded his people and, and left them defenseless. And so not only was the king a, a failure at his task, but he was condemned to death and he dies being hated by everyone. Folks, the Lord is a sovereign God over all the earth, over over everything, and He cannot and He will not be stopped. He is the Lord over all the storms in the river. He, he makes the mountains shake and the earth trembles. He makes the, 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 the snow melt and sets fire to the forest. And our resistance to Him is futile. He is the one who, who punishes His enemies, but He's also the one who grants protection Amen. to his children. He is the one that gives hope. He is the one that gives eternal hope to his children. He is the one that gives eternal hope to everybody that calls on the name of the Lord. Amen. Glory. Praise God. And think about this. This was coming against Nineveh. Again, who had been who had been preached the word to repent, to return to the Lord over a hundred years earlier. And they did. They came to their senses, they repented, and, and the Lord received them back, but they had gone into idolatry again. They had gone into their ways again. And if Nineveh had only repented, if Nineveh, if Nineveh had only returned to the Lord, He would have saved them again. He would not have brought judgment. And so Nahum, 
not only tells us of God's patience and God's grace, but also of His judgment. He tells us of of God's willingness to forgive, His willingness to, to receive us back, His willingness to forgive the repentant heart. Let me ask you today, is, is, is that you? <clears throat> is that you today Amen. that needs to return to the Lord? God is a refuge. We said earlier, God is a refuge and a, and a stronghold for those who trust in Him. But He's also the God of wrath and judgment because He is a holy and perfect God. And His wrath is coming upon this world soon and very soon He's coming. Amen? And so think about this. When we, when we enter the kingdom of God by, by receiving God's grace, Amen. do we love the world enough? And, you know, we, we, we sang the song, I love to tell the story. Did you lie in that song? Were you singing a lie or were you singing the truth? I love to tell the story. Amen. Do you or, or, or not really? But do we love the world enough to, to tell them the truth of God's grace? Do we love the world enough to tell them the, the truth of God's grace and for them to flee the coming wrath into the arms of Jesus. Amen? <clears throat> do we love the world enough to, to, to do that? Do we love to tell our story? Do we love to tell people what Jesus has done in our life for us? For the freedom that we have from the, the release from the bondage of sin in our life. The peace that we have. The hope that we have in eternal life. Do we love the world enough to tell them what we have. God's Word says that whoever believes on the name of Jesus Christ will be saved, but everybody else will perish. Everybody else will perish. There's no second chances, folks. Let me just say, that there's no hope in walking away from God. There's no hope in ignoring history. We take this this history lesson here, we, we take the history of God's Word and what God's done and what God says He's going to do. There, there's no hope in ignoring what God has done, what God has said, and what God is doing and going to do. And there's no hope in fighting against God. God says, you are my enemy if you don't believe in me. If you don't believe in my Son, Jesus Christ, you are my enemy and you will receive judgment. There's no hope in fighting against God, but there is hope. There is eternal hope found in trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let me ask you today, have you done that? Have you done that? Are you living a life that's, that's God-honoring? Are we trying to live by, by God's Word? Do we love the world enough to tell them about God's grace? Folks, those who believe, those who, who receive the gospel, folks, that's the sweetest words you'll ever hear. To know that my sins are forgiven. 
that I'm a child of God and I'll live forever and ever and ever with the Lord God Almighty. Those are the sweetest words that anybody can, can internalize and, and put into their life. But those who, who refuse Jesus, those who reject Christ, the gospel will be the worst words they've ever heard. And on that day of judgment, when, when the Lord Jesus says, Away from me, for I never knew you. Oh, what a sad day. Are there family and friends in, in, in your life that will be cast away from the Lord? Do you love them enough to tell them? God is a patient God. God is, is, is patient and slow to anger, His Word says. He's waiting. He gave Nineveh chance after chance after chance. He sent Nahum to warn them. He sent Ezekiel to warn the people. He's sending us to warn the people that He's coming back. Do we love Him enough to tell them? You see, He gives every, every nation and, and every individual time to repent and return to Him. But He won't be mocked. He's calling our nation and He's calling us individually to return to Him. And again, anyone who turns away and rejects Him will, will, will face His eternal judgment. But because of Jesus, He makes it possible for us to come before the Lord as our Father. And He takes great delight in in forgiving us of our sin. It says there's a great party in heaven breaks out when one sinner is saved. When one comes and says, I give my life to you, Lord. Oh, a party breaks out in heaven. Maybe that's you today. Maybe, maybe you need to come today and receive the Lord as your Savior. Today is a day of opportunity. Your opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today is a day of hope. A day of hope that you can find and, and have the hope of eternal life in the glories of heaven. Today is a day of renewal for believers. You can lay your, your waywardness at the feet of the cross at the feet of the foot of the throne. You can, you can return to the Lord and, and you can surrender completely today to the Lordship of Christ in your life. Maybe you've been holding back. Maybe, maybe you know you've not been living, doing uh, in a relationship with God that you know you need to be in. Amen. Amen. Today is the day of renewal. For me and for you. For the Lord is calling us. He is he, he's patient. And He wants us to come back. He wants us in a, in a relationship with Him. He wants us to come today. And to sing our hymn of invitation. 
with truth on our lips. That we sing with truth and not a lie. Where, where, where we sing, Lord, have your way in my life. Have your way in my heart. Have your way with everything about me. Have your way in every nook and corner. and Everything in my heart. Would you be the one that comes today? Will you be the one that, that lays down your life for Christ? Say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Have your way. Anyway. In my life. Let's pray together. Father, forgive us when we shy away from telling the story, the story of Jesus in our life. Lord, forgive us when we keep our mouths closed. Lord, forgive us for our waywardness. Lord, forgive us for our inaction. Lord, forgive us for our laziness. Lord, forgive us for our lack of desire. Come, Lord Jesus. Come into our hearts. Allow the Holy Spirit, Lord, to fill us to overflowing. God, that we can proclaim that the days of Elijah are at hand. That we do love to tell the story. That you love each one of us. And God, we've given our life to you. Hear our prayer, O oh Lord. And may our hearts respond to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.